I'm your host, John, and across the cloudy ways, Danny, how are you, man? Oh, I had a I had a cool story all ready to tell. Mm-hmm. And then um I took a nap after I got home from work and I woke up and I realized that I forgot to remember the story that I wanted to tell. <laughs> which is the story of my life. I, I can't was it about work? No. About beer? It was a no. About Legos. <laughs> no. it's gone <laughs> this is why I have to write everything down or send myself text messages at work because I'm an idiot <laughs> that's a good thing you it uh you set it free and then it'll come back but it never comes back no no, no. apparently um I loved it but it didn't love me <laughs> Daddy, I'm too tired man we get too tired of this day-to-day grind. Yeah, I had somebody ask me uh, yesterday about my work schedule. They're like, well, how long have you been on the schedule? I'm like, since like 2017. <laughs> and they're like, oh, are you, so are you, you're used to getting up early, huh? And I'm like, oh, no, you never get used to it. <laughs> you, just, you just learn how to deal with it. It's like the a scene in The Avengers where, you know, Bruce Banner tells uh, Captain America, that's my secret, Cap. I'm always angry. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. So much binge-watching. So much. Like, so, like, um, so we took a break, obviously, for the one week, because um, I had a vacation, which we'll talk about later in the show literally binge watch the shit and i didn't know how long the show was this episode was gonna be so i saved it for next week binge watch the shit out of demon slayer season three so we'll probably talk about that next week the show coming up later on in the episode binge watch the shit out of that and then i literally like shotgun read this manga series called because I'm going off script, so I'm not ready. Chained, chained soldier, dude. It's just like binging time. I don't know what the fuck is up, man. But I'm just like, hundred percent committed, <laughs> like multiple things. So, so by shotgun, red, like it, it knocked up your brain, and then you had to hold a gun to its head to marry it. Uh, I just read four volumes, like basically, back to back to back to back. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm like I'm just like okay now I'm done with the series I gotta wait for the next one to come out, wait for Google uh Google Books to tell me hey guess what you get to buy a new book today, yay! <laughs> they still need to have a, a anime streaming service, but I mean not anime manga streaming service, but that would probably uh be hard to work with different publishers and whatnot. Yeah, true. So I just suffer. All right, Reading. bad religion. <laughs> oh, yeah, at least there's beer to help drown these, these uh, yes, these uh, terrible days. Yeah, just make my mind numb. Um, <laughs> uh, so I talked about this brewery. I think last episode, episode before, neck of the woods brewing. Over by the horsies. 
you know, yeah, you did at some point. Too I mean, it is, it is, a, it is a, it is a good name. I like it. Thinking about it, it's like, hey, is there a brewery close to you? Yeah, man, there's one in my neck of the woods. <laughs> yes, great it's brewery. Like there used name. to be a, a, a cupcake shop downtown Riverside. They changed their name, but it was probably one of my favorite uh, dessert named places. Mm-hmm. It was called Something Sweet. <laughs> you know, after you eat, I'm in the mood for something sweet. Yes. Hey, <laughs> and then they opened like a bigger kind of location mm-hmm. and for some reason decided to throw a bunch of Alice in Wonderland themed shit on the walls, including, I can't think of the artist's name, but it was like an artist that we would regularly meet at uh, conventions around here when we would go. Um, but they changed it to uh, Cupcakes and Curiosities. I don't know about if I like that one. I'm not, a, especially compared to something sweet. <laughs> so Next of Woods does have some good uh, merch, if it's ever in stock. So, tried to buy a hat, out of stock. Tried to buy my girlfriend a jacket, out of stock. They still want your money? I get, or they're just selling the shit too fast. So, but they got some really cool shirts and whatnot. Um, so what I like drinking over there is their IPA. Um, so the IPA is called Stay in the Car, Frank. <laughs> it's got like a a yellow car just on there with uh, somebody on the outside. Did you look up the movie reference to what movie that's from? No, but you could tell us what it is if you know. I'll find it right now. I'm, I think I might know what it is, uh, but it's a. Uh... You think you're you think you're close. So no. th- this is their flagship IPA, and no need to stay in your lane while drinking this one. Probably shouldn't drink and drive though, so don't do that. But you should drink this one. So this is an IPA with Citra, Mosaic, and Eldorado hops. Um, like I said, this is their their flagship IPA. This is my go-to beer over there, and I do really like. Um, now that I'm back in the IPA game, this is kind of like, I feel like is, uh, is my IPA I want to drink like all the time, all the time, all the time. So oh, it's, what, it's from the movie old school, Frank the tank. Oh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, mean, I have not seen that movie in so long. I would have never guessed that, but it makes total sense. Right, now that you it's, say it's a that. very timely uh reference, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I'm probably fucking re. I'm probably saying everything I said in the fucking other episode, but fuck it. <laughs> I mean, it's not like anybody listened to that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus! It's this is more annoying than the character design on Boulder Gates Three. did you hear about that like people are doing like you know trying out the game the two hour like refund on steam and it's taking them two hours to build their character they run out of time and they they can't get a refund so they don't even try the game they don't they they don't even try the game really before the they could get a refund because they're so like fixated on the whole character design that sounds like a them problem right i was like I mean, like, if you're just gonna, if you're gonna test the game, if you want to see if you like it or not, just do fucking default character, 
try the game, and then if you like it, start over. If you don't like it, then get a refund. I literally go through the default screen and look for the top woman, and then I usually just give her red hair, and then it's like neighbor Sonia, and then boom, like I'm good, like I'm done, like I ain't got time. I ain't got time for all this. Like her boobs are gonna be hidden by. Yeah, no, no, fuck that, man. Maybe change her eye color to blue so it matches, but that's like about it, man. I don't got time for that. You're looking at her hair, her tits, and her ass. You don't need to worry about what her eyes look like, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, her body's gonna be in armor. You can't fucking see it. Like, like, you're in third, you're in first person mode. Like, you'll never see this person unless it's like a cutscene. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's Final Fantasy 14 where you can, you know, have like the best armor in the game and then glam it to look like, you know, a bikini <laughs> or a thong if you're a dude. <laughs> Uh, so there's this big building. I don't know if it's golf, lawn, or whatever. It's it's fucking huge. I think it's like a like a fancy ass fucking golf store of some shit. There's a rest. Um, I guess there's a restaurant there that the food does look pretty good. But last time, like, it on Google it says that the restaurant closes at ten. And it closes at eight, so I had to actually get like a refund on like some apps and whatnot. But you drive around, but uh, you drive around to the back of the building. That's where the entrance of the brewery is. Nice small building. I think uh, I think I said last time they had like about twenty beers on tap. Plenty of stuff. They have all sorts of seltzers, um, and um, they got seltzers, sours, IPAs, a couple, one or two stouts. So a little bit of everything for everybody. A couple lagers uh, for those people. Um, what they had this time, though, which was very interesting, and Danny, I don't know if you've seen this before, but they had for like, it was like a 10-ounce glass. You could get a 10-ounce glass of beer foam. Oh, yes. the um, I know the names of the pours. I, I, I knew them, and I lost them. But there's like one where it's like, like, like a soup, like a slow pour where it's basically like a mostly pour of a pilsner mm-hmm. with a fat head, and then there's the one where it's like just a little bit of beer and mostly foam, and it's like uh, there's reasons behind it, German reasons. I don't know. I think it was that one, dude. I tried the foam and I just I almost gagged. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking terrible. Like I was like, I I was like the beer just tastes fine, but I'm like, I can't be sipping this this fucking beer foam like. Luckily, it wasn't like the cost of a full beer, but I was like, "This no. is," I was like, "This is too crafty for me, man." Like, craft has gone too far. <laughs> no, that's like a a traditional, um, like German thing. The Germans have gone too far once again. Then once again, too far. Yeah, it's called the milk pour. Is the one with the uh, the all foam and a little bit like yeah. as demonstrated by a brewery that I've been trying to get you to go to in the Philadelphia area called Human Robot. Yeah. One day I'll get there. I've been more willing to go of, to Philly now. Yeah, just a it's just a little bit of beer and a lot of the foam and it's um it's a, the Milko in in uh the Czech Republic or Milk Tour. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like poured to resemble a glass of milk. 
Yes. It says, rather than drinking the beer, the goal behind one of these is to enjoy the foam on top. So you're just uncultured swine. I don't give a fuck. Fuck there. <laughs> you're like a, you're like one step above, I guess, in the in the um, <laughs> culture level of like the haze, bro. <laughs> give me whatever haze you got on tap, dog. <laughs> the hazier, the better, man. It needs to be juicy. No, and I hazy. Don't, I don't say I don't say juicy. I'm. If there's like a couple IPAs and I can't tell really which one I want, I'll ask them. I'm like, which one is like more citrusy? And then I'll go that one. They're like, dude, this is the the the, the juiciest one we got. It's all hazed up for you, bro. Dude, I don't think hazies are that good though. They just ta- they taste like off. It's like a yes. tastes like a bad IPA. <laughs> like I still wanted to have some bite. I just. Like West Coast IPAs are just a little rough. Like I just can't. That, I'm not that. I'm not over in that field anymore. That was like young me. When I was just when I was just a boy, <laughs> I was like West Coast, best coast. All right, my chemical romance. <laughs> when I was a I young man, <laughs> the the board beers I ordered were bitter. Tiny and super clear. (laughs) My father took me into a brewery to see a tapping man. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Anyways, it's a good IPA. I I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Any. Yeah. Milk pours and IPAs and haze bros. <laughs> Don't haze me, bro. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else we had there. I can't remember. I think I had two of these last last time. It's just so good. It's like it's um like it's not it's not super hoppy. You got good citrus and it doesn't taste like a hazy IPA. So yeah, I don't know if I've seen this in the stores though. I mean, it's got a barcode, so you think it would be in the store, but anyways, I don't. Or maybe Tavor. Maybe Tavor. Maybe I don't know. They're kind of small. We'll see. Stay in yeah, the that's... stay in the car, Frank. IPA by Neck of the Woods Brewing. Neck of the Woods Brewing. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. At least uh, sometimes I'm here to help. Sometimes, but most of the time, no, no, I'm not at all. You know, the best part is, is that there's gonna be a six pack, a new a six pack of this on its way here in the next hour so this is not my this might be my last beer of the fridge but it's not the last beer of the night <laughs> it's not the last beer in your heart huh <laughs> exactly <laughs> so what are you drinking danny so i've been you know working my way through the month of august trying to clear out all of the uh fancy fancy stouts in my uh refrigerator dude i have cellar. i have seen your post I missed I missed one day. Actually, I missed two days. I'll be honest. I mean, I will. One of them was kind of planned, and one of them was not my fault at all. And I'll get into that a little bit more when we get to uh, that part of the show. Fuck you, Danny. You are a letdown. Uh, uh, dude. Now you sound like my mom. Oh. <laughs> 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 <sighs> But um, so this one isn't full stout, but it's half stout. 
mm-hmm. which is good enough for the month of Staugist. It is uh, by Private Press Brewing. Do you live in Florida? Hashtag, Staug- Hashtag Staugist. I'm trying to make it happen like Fetch, dude. It's going to happen. <laughs> is this just your I'm own a- thing? Nobody else is doing this, right? No, nobody else is doing this. <laughs> just- See, my wife's like... I the first couple first post actually the second post I did where I on the stories I did hashtag Staugist and she's like, oh that's a cool idea you know where'd you hear about that and I'm like uh, in my head yeah, she's like maybe it it's not a good idea yeah it's, well it's all right I guess it's not the best <laughs> idea I've heard, I've heard better <laughs> I mean I could have waited another month and did Stout Timber or Stoutober. I'm... <laughs> but <laughs> start starch it doesn't really work in the single uh syllable months dude i have like a song i'm trying to get off the top of my head i can't get it out man yeah, it's not... uh so what is it hear me out i'm yelling stout I, I, it, it, it's working in my head but i can't i, can't, I just can't get it out i feel like See, I this failed. is why uh this is why stand-up comedians go and do like little test run shows and like small town clubs and which like the internet and cell phones have ruined because they're like, why is this guy not as funny in my little fucking podunk town that in a little 500 person theater, you know, in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. as he is on Netflix. And it's like, dog, you're his test audience. If you don't laugh at the jokes, he's not going to use them again. And if you laugh at him, you know, keep him in his bit. Yep. And he'll do that for months until he gets good enough, enough material that you guys laugh at. And then he'll go and do his Netflix special. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. That's always worked. Dog. There's a system. Up and down. <laughs> uh, the band, the band episode. <sighs> but uh, so this is by Private Press Brewing. It's uh, ten thousand steps. You know, like the song, because I would walk 10,000 steps and I would walk 10,000 more just to be the man that walks 20,000 steps to drink this beer right now. (laughs) But it is a blend of barrel-aged imperial stout and barley wine brewed with maple syrup and conditioned on cacao nibs and vanilla beans. (laughs) Cacao. Let's see. It is bottled at Faction Brewing. Oh, it's brewed at Faction Brewing and bottled at Private Press Brewing. Because, yeah, cause he's a – he opened up, like, right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But he was also, like, the most prepared for the pandemic un- unintentionally. Yeah. Because uh, he had no plans to ever open a tap room. It was all membership bottles only. Gotcha. So, basically, what the name, you know. It's a play on it being a private club, and he uh, is into records. Mm-hmm. So a lot of his like artwork is supposed to like uh, resemble like old famous albums. Mm-hmm. Nice. And so, yes. But I thought I had a hookup on this, but then the guy that um, had the membership canceled it and like didn't let me know, or else I would have been like, dog, like I'll Venmo you like the money for the membership, and I'll just keep all the beers myself. But that's yeah, weird. You can smell like the the sweetness from the barley wine with mixing with the chocolate a little bit from the mm. stout. The stout. I mean, that's really good. Not as sweet as I thought it would be. I don't know if it was sweeter when it first came out, 
uh, the maple maple has fallen off because I don't get it as strong, which is good. Because you know, as much as I like fancy maple syrup on my pancakes, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of like smokier maple flavors in my beer. Yeah. You? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of liked the uh, that maple stout one from uh, the racist in Michigan. Oh yes. That one was pretty good, but I mean, I haven't had it in years, and I just don't really drink stouts anymore. It's not like... Oh, I thought you were going to say you don't drink beers from racists anymore. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were super big on that for a while. That was before all the releases. Come on, bro. We cold turkey that shit once, uh, once it started coming out. There was a bunch of racists. Yeah, we did. We did. Which they had a good uh, a good ghost head that was pretty, which I was like, ah, uh, I guess I'm never getting that one again. The watermelon zebra? Yes. Yes. My girlfriend, my girlfriend was pissed because that was one of her uh, throwback beers, too. Like, one to pick up. And then the blueberry um, vanilla stout Legend of Cause. That was so good. Racist. Fucking racist people. Ugh. At least, at least do like what the decent white people do, and like, like, keep it to yourselves, man. Don't do it. Don't be like that dude in Alabama that those dudes <laughs> in Alabama that tried to tackle the guy for making the move his boat and then getting a uh, black signaled and getting attacked. <laughs> and then, and then when you get to the, then when you get to the hospital because you got beaten up so bad, that then you then uh, uh, call the police to the hospital. Yeah. Because all the nursing staff and doctors there pretty much are all black, and you didn't want to be treated by any of the, you know, <laughs> black people. But you know, you don't say it quite like that. You, you use other words with a hard R. <laughs> wow. Niger. Yes. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe they're going to war. It's crazy. Shit's fucked up. It's the world, man. Nobody's fucking happy. Fuck them haves. <laughs> exactly. Man, so, speaking of nobody's happy, so, you know, in the history of human beings, you know, there's always been things that have been selling well and not selling well, and they come in waves and they go in waves. Yes. And sometimes, you know, businesses think they're going to get it, especially major businesses, they think they're going to jump ahead and get on the trend, but because they're so fucking big and massive, it takes a long time for them to make a move. And by the time they do, the trend's kind of dying. Like, how long it took, um, why can't Carl Strauss, and there's another brewery, oh, uh, the, the, the Ranger, Voodoo Ranger, whoever does the Voodoo Rangers. New Belgium. Here's, New Belgium, yes. And they, for them to jump with the Hayes Bros, it took them a while, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So beer across the board is declining. And the ones that are getting hit the hardest are actually like the mid-level national breweries Mm -hmm. that aren't, you know, they're not quite like the Budweiser's or the Coors or anything like that. So like the Sierra Nevada's, the Lagunitas, uh, beers that are like, they're, they're still considered craft. They're shipped across the country. Yeah. Because people are either moving away from beer in general which, you know, some people like to take claim that, you know, AB and Bev sales are slumping because of, you know, them. Yeah. But that was already, that's a trend. You know, A, because, you know, people can't really buy as much shit as they used to for some odd reason. Coincidences? <laughs> no. <laughs> and then, you know, people are moving on to, because they've even moved on from seltzers and they're moving on to like 
the prepackaged cocktails. Oh, is that the new right one? Now. That's what's hot. That's what's hot right now, like the Crown Royals or the the Jack and Coke pre can Jack and Coke. Yeah. Which I've seen a few uh, whiskey guys do reviews on the pre can Jack and Cokes, and you know they give it pretty favorable reviews. Yeah, I want the one guy I watch on Instagram. He did the side by side test of Jack and Coke and pre cocktail Jack and Coke. Yeah, he says it's not bad, but it does not stack well to a mixed Jack and Coke. Right, but if you're camping or if you're at a barbecue or if you're at a beach or someplace where you can't, you don't if have you're that hiking, like man. You should just be drinking whiskey straight, like a real man or real hiker. Sorry. Well, I didn't say hiking. I said camping. No, well, fucking you know, camping. Well, Same I, difference. No, there's a huge difference between like you know hiking into the mountains and setting up a tent, <laughs> or you know <laughs> opening your RV up and like set taking out the awning and taking out the picnic table and the barbecue and the ice chest. <laughs> you might as well just have it fresh instead of those pre cocktails. I don't know. I I I don't know. The pre cocktail just doesn't make sense to me. I think it, I think it COVID, make, I I blame COVID for pre cocktails. It makes sense more in the sense of being at like a sporting event, or a uh, concert or something where you can just go up and like here, give me this. Yeah. Especially like you know some of the places that have the Amazon stores where you can just like, you know, you tap your credit card when you walk in and then you just grab whatever you want and just walk out. Yeah. You know but, you don't have to really stand in line at a bartender at a beer at a you know at a bar and wait for the bartender. Yeah, with every all the other schmucks waiting in line in front of you. Fuck them! I'm out of beer. Exactly. So, <laughs> AB has been kind of selling off some of their uh, high end acquisitions, as they call them, the high end segment. Yes. And like, I heard the I saw the article, the headlines in the post on Reddit, and I'm like, oh no, who's who's going who's going to be free? And I read the list, and I'm like, oh. Fuck, nobody cared about these breweries since, like, the early 2000s. I remember when, like, you know, these guys were basically, like, the craft darlings, like, when I first got into beer. Before there was craft beer, back when, like, Sam Adams was considered, like, independent in craft. Like, you know, such fancy beers as, uh, yes. Uh, So it's, uh, uh, Shock Top? Wow, Shock Top is going, is running solo? No, well, they're going, they're being sold to, uh, um... A Canadian cannabis company that also uh, owns a Sweetwater Brewing, um, Tuck Brewing, Green Flash, and Alpine Beer Company. Wait, Sweetwater? So oh, I didn't even realize Sweetwater was. Uh... That's yes. really big in the South. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. No, no. Right. You're thinking of sweet. You're thinking of sweet tea, Sean. That's different. Ugh, <laughs> 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 uh, you're a monster. Anyways, okay. Sh- okay. Hey, um... But come on, dude. That was it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. You're a bastard. Um, but anyways, so shop so top Rick- sold Breckenridge. Really? Who? Yeah, these company? are no longer. Yeah, these are all going to the same company. Okay. Um, for eighty-five million dollars in cash. Damn. Um. Don't you wish you just had eighty-five million dollars in cash to buy fucking a bunch of breweries? I mean. We just have to sell enough weed, and we probably would, too. <clears throat> so <clears throat> I wonder what's going to happen from a distribution side, because it's going to be harder to distribute, or they're going to have to pay InBev to just, to keep the distribution going. I think I think uh, that's 
that's what's gonna happen. Probably. Or go to another a smaller distributor. Yeah. Um. But so we got Breckenridge Blue Point Brewing, Ten Barrel, Red Hook, Weedmere Brewing, which that was like one of the beers I remember drinking a lot. Red Hook and Red Weedmere are the two that I remember drinking like yeah. early in my craft beer days. Whitmer like, is the one up in Oregon, right? In Portland? Yes. That we went to? No, wait. Who yes, I believe there? we did go there. Or, or we, either we went there or we walked by and was like, no, they're not craft anymore. Let's not go there. They had a party where we... there. I think that's what it was. Okay. Why the... I went on a brewery tour there, but I wonder if that I think was, it was during a work me. trip. Yeah, I think I was up I there was, for work. Yeah. yeah, that was without me. Yeah. Because you had already gone to that bridge one that shut down shortly after we were up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Square Mile Cider Company and in, uh, Highball Energy, which they discontinued in May. Gotcha. So I guess maybe they're going to throw some weed in with the energy, which well, that seems like a little contradictory, but, you know. Who knows? And, like, when they originally bought, like, Sweetwater and Green Flash and Alpine, um, people were speculating that maybe they had, you know, were get, throwing some money on the market that uh, Joe Biden would make the weed federally legal. Yeah. So then they can go ahead and make uh, weed beverages and distribute it nationally. Yeah. But that hasn't happened. It doesn't look like it's going to happen. <clears throat> Unless Joe gets reelected, there's always next time. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking quit dangling stupid ass carrots and like, let us like pass the laws we want, and then we'll reward you for that. <laughs> Old man Joe or fucking crazy Florida man that's fucking canceling everything, forming his own private Gestapo police down in the Florida. Oh my god, dude! Seriously, oh, man. But then somebody else is expanding their portfolio. Coors has bought a. a spirits brand i don't even know if they're considered a distillery yet if they have their because they don't have their own juice as the yeah. kids say yeah they source from mgp gotcha but they're like a fancy one beer a fancy brand called blue run and basically their whole gimmick is coming out with like super uh limited bottle releases mm -hmm. and hopes that people will like pay a little more because it's like oh there's only like 150 bottles of this batch you better get it or you'll never get it again I'm never getting it. <laughs> I don't care. Right. So it'll be interesting if that's their like kind of their way to try to get into the already uh, overcrowded, as we talked about, pre-canned cocktail market. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Which is the only reason I can really think of them getting into buying a distill like a distillery slash uh, blender of juice. But again, like I said, you know, that's what like set the, they talked about like the uh, seltzer market, like slowing down. And it's like, well, because everybody and their mom came out with a seltzer and the market's inundated. Like well, it can, it's you like, could go to a microbrewery and they have seltzers. <laughs> yes. Right. Like if you're the first seltzer on the market and like, you're just in one state and then for that year, like for one year, you're in one state. And then the next year you're in all 50 states. Like the percentage of that growth is like insurmountable. Because you'll never meet that again. Mm -hmm. If your stockholders are like, "All right, well, we we expect to have this much growth every year," and it's like, "Yeah, no, we can't do that. Mm. We can't." There's not another 49 states sitting around hiding somewhere. 
man. So I mentioned that I uh, had to skip a day of Staugist. Yes, you So did. I, I ended up going to see uh, Danny Elfman. No excuses, though. Lead, but... former, former lead singer of Oingo Boingo. We'll take it, though. We'll take your slash, excuse. Uh, slash uh, movie uh, music man. <laughs> Which is a pretty cool show because he did like a, mix, a good mix of like Oingo Boingo hits, mm-hmm. which he had like the music videos playing on the screens behind him. And then he would do his soundtrack, like movie music, where he would have scenes from the movie playing. But we, uh, I met up with my buddy that I went to the concert with at a brewery that's like right around the corner from the venue called mm-hmm. Left Coast Brewery and Distillery. Yeah. And Smokehouse. And it's like, stop, I can only get so erect as you keep saying like things, options. Um, I was kind of disappointed. Like, really? I went there thinking, I'm like, well, first of all, they didn't have any uh, dark liquor. They only had like whiskey, and they only had rum, tequila, and uh, gin. But they did make their own cocktails, so that was kind of cool okay. from their own, you know, stuff. And they, you know, they had listed on their website that when they do have bourbon available, you know, they'll make drinks or they'll sell you the bottles. But it's not always. Yeah. Um. And they had like one random mystery barrel age thing that I don't even know if it was a stout or not. And I'm like, yeah, it's, I don't know what that is. I'm not going to order it. And my buddy ended up ordering it and he's like, yeah, it's not that good anyways. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I guess I'm not getting that. Um, and we ended up both getting the same thing without realizing it. We got the bird ends and their Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Um, the Brussels sprouts were all right. They had this like beer mustard on them, which kind of soggied them up a little bit. Um, the burnt ends were pretty good. You know, big chunks of meat, not too much fat. Um, but then I started thinking about it as we we're sitting there. I asked my buddy, I'm like, hey, um, do you smell something? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, I don't. And I'm like, exactly. Like, you don't smell anything being smoked, do you? <laughs> I'm like, is it ever a good sign to walk into a barbecue establishment? Even not even walking in, you should get out of your car and it should smell like something is on fire, right? It makes sense to me. Like you should see the steam coming out of like somewhere in the building and you should smell like burning wood. Yeah. No, none of that. Unless they do like they're smoking overnight and then they just have whatever they have for the day and if they sell out it's they're they're done of that. It's like you come up near the end of the day, and it's like, yeah, I want to get some burnt ends. And it's like, oh, sorry, we uh, were sold out of burnt ends. Dude, barbecue sounds so fucking good right now. I have not had barbecue in a long time. You know, it's weird. That's not one of my favorite things. Like, if I was someplace, it's and they very hard. Barbecue being near the bottom. It's very hard to find a barbecue place with vegan options. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. You're like uh, you're like Jules. You're like Jules in uh, Pulp Fiction. My my girlfriend's vegan, which pretty much makes me vegan. <laughs> That's just yeah. You know, you to, you're gonna resort to uh, stealing people, stealing bites of people's Kahuna burgers before shooting them in the face. <laughs> I think there's a place in Philly. In, be- in between asking them if uh, somebody else looks like a bitch. <laughs> um, I think there's a place in Philly. I gotta check out. Um... The driving in Philly is really not that bad and on the weekends right now, especially with everybody going to the shore. So I've been so we've driven twice into the city, once for um a birthday, once uh for the this past vacation that we just did. And um it's really not that bad. So 
I definitely think I need to get like need to go there and get some barbecue for both of us. So there was like a really good there was like was it one? I feel like there was two there was two really good places in Toledo that we went to that were just always yeah. so fucking good, man. So, but uh but the sad thing was the best thing that they had on their menu between the beers and the uh food yeah. was their uh uh skillet jalapeno cornbread. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. It was pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> like just the right amount of like it's like the El, you know the El Torito cornbread that's kind of sweet. Yeah. With the with like chopped up jalapenos in that. Nice. So it had a good sweet and heat. Okay. That's not bad at all. So uh you keep uh teasing us, Sean. Why don't you lay us the details? Oh, of your vacation. Before you do, real quick though, you know when I was making the, the itinerary, I had just written uh, so I had, like wrote like a bunch of things on there, and I'm like one of them. I'm sitting there looking at it. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Why did I write that on there? <laughs> and it wasn't until like so I did it last night. And it wasn't until I was at work today that I realized that I had uh, saw something on one of your uh, Instagram posts that you did while you're on vacation. So I wrote it on there. As part of your vacation, I just wrote prison. They're trying <laughs> to build a prison for you and me to live in. <laughs> I was so like, I, was I like, don't see fucking... anything on here, but no, I didn't want to write it on there because, like I said, then I just condensed it to Sean's trip. But That's yeah, fair. at some point, I just had prison, and I'm like, what the fuck is prison? Yeah. What did I do? I'm like, what did I do about and regarding a prison? <laughs> I lost like time in my life that I did not get back. <laughs> exactly. Well, just like everybody listening to the show. All dozen of us. <laughs> One of us. One of us. <laughs> Anyways, uh, my my uh, my mother came into town, um, and my stepdad. So we were doing some sightseeing in this region. So kind of a stay vacation for me, which was nice. But um, we did check out uh, quite a bit of different things going on. Um, once again, went to Tattooed Mom in Philly for food. Literally the one of the best fucking bourbon cocktails I've ever had in my life. You could get there. And, and they bring it in like a adult juice box, basically. <laughs> when they serve it. So you get like you get like a pouch of liquor of uh the drink of the cocktail and it has like a curly um straw that you drink out of so and the food is the food is really good there um we did some of the the normal sightseeing stuff like liberty bell yeah the we've talked about that before on the show so what we did in philly though is we went to eastern state penitentiary um in philadelphia which is a um which is a old prison that is is uh which was abandoned for a while and now it is a historical site um the prison was made way back in the day and it was uh planned even by ben franklin was even part of the committee to make this prison um so it's kind of weird um seeing what a prison was kind of back in the day and the idea of it versus today so there was no such thing as life prison back in way back after the uh, American Revolution. So people were only serving like two to eight years at a time. So like there was a lot of turnover. It wasn't like people were staying in life in prison. Um, 
but basically there it was built because the philosophy was that you would you would be put in prison and you had to think about your crimes and come out as a you have you would have to think about them reflect on them and understand your misdeeds and come back so you couldn't talk to anybody so you were in a prison by yourself you might kind of talk to a guard but that was it even when you went outside you went outside by yourself like they had different times of all this so watching seeing how this prison was built from that time and then modernized like through like the um you know the beginning of the 1900s and whatnot and the additional expansions that they did it was really cool um you basically when you um when you get there you get like a audio headset and you uh walk around and you punch in the numbers and so there's like a main tour that you do but then you could go do a bunch of random other stuff and look at other places and kind of choose your own adventure um, and then we went at night and at night they have like a little adult um like beer area so we were able to get like a we had a beer from like a local brewery i can't remember them off the top of my head um as well so it was a really fun time though i learned you learn a lot it's an interesting perspective thing uh, the money wasn't too bad to get in or park next to the parking lot next there. And it wasn't too busy. Like, I really liked going at the night portion because um, there wasn't really any kids, like, running around screaming. And because you had, like, a headphone, it was, uh, it was like, narrated. And the main person, and I don't know how he's tied to Philly because I don't really know him very well, was um, the one crazy guy that's in like a lot of different movies in Reservoir Dogs? He's uh, Mr. Pink. The Jimmy. Yes, he is the main person that narrates like the facts going on, and then they that's... they brought what's up? That's weird because I know he has ties to New York because he was like a New York fireman and stuff, and that's why like um, you know post nine eleven during the rescue, then later search and search search efforts. He basically like threw up, went back to his old department and uh, volunteered to work with them. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what Philadelphia ties he has. Yeah, off the top of my head. Yeah, um, there was multiple guards and prisoners that um, can, that were uh, there. Um, they talked about when it was shut down. It was nobody was there for years and years. There was like a herd of cats that took over plants overgrown everything um and different trees so it was really cool um it was a really cool experience um we also went up to new york city so we went to central park zoo which is a nice little small little zoo it was uh pretty cool to check out um definitely like a lot smaller than anything i've ever been to like even the toledo zoo was like much bigger than this and they only had like a couple um, of animals did... oh i was gonna say did they only have one dog <laughs> was it a shih tzu <laughs> it was not the shih tzu it was just small um <laughs> not the size of the zoo it's the quality of the enclosures yeah, that's what the, that's what the zoo and like, <laughs> tries to tell people because they only it's like they they have to compensate by only charging like two dollar admission, <laughs> and then it's like we specialize in 
animals from the southwest and it's like so you guys just like drove to like a couple miles and picked to the desert and picked up a couple animals <laughs> and found on the side of the road and put them in a car <laughs> and then took them back to your zoo exactly look it's a spider look it's a snake yeah look it's another snake <laughs> and then um we went to the 9 11 uh museum which was a trip um there's so the museum you actually have to go downstairs and you go into these giant rooms that were once the support beams and parking lots of the twin towers underneath underneath the ground um which is from a structural standpoint is very fascinating because you think of these big buildings and you don't know all the engineering that goes into it to keep it sturdy and and you know make sure it doesn't right. like when the wind blows it doesn't go like fall down um so that part was very interesting from a um building standpoint um when they got into like the missing people that was a little rough a little choke got like uh you know it's like somebody started cutting onions in the in the museum and then when they went through the other part that was that was a little rough was when they went through like the the full day of everything happening like step by step oh, and yeah. everything and looking at all the different signs and destructions and the video the video of the second plane crashing into the other into the second tower um it was rough uh it was it was uh it was rough it, definitely something to um you know think about um uh, as well and it went into like a lot of, um, you know, at the aftermath of this, like who's to blame, who's, you know, <clears throat> you know, the theories of all the different conspiracy theories going on with it too. So um, that part could be interesting if that's kind of your thing, uh, but it was a cool museum. I, I think like, I don't know, I, there's a lot to do. If you had to go to New York once, like, I don't know at what range that would be for people. Like I've been to a couple of times, so it was no big deal to me. And I know my mom really wanted to go. So like, it was like, okay, it's something different. Um, it is a really nice museum though. It's, it's laid out well. Um, it's packed though. Like you have to make sure you buy tickets, buy tickets ahead of, ahead of plan um, and get ready for like a ride. I don't know, maybe, Maybe we just went because it was summertime and it was just more packed than normal, but it was, uh, there was a lot of people there. I mean, it's New York City. Come on. Come on. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> um, let's see. What else did we do? So we went up to New Hope. I know I talked about New Hope um, early on a few podcasts ago anyways but so i'll skip that little pennsylvania town but we ended up doing the uh pennsylvania it, well we ended up doing the bucks county ale trail so you have to do five breweries and you get like a free t-shirt so not too, not too bad uh most of the breweries were pretty chill triumph brewing company of new hope we went there um that was kind of like a restaurant uh place so we had a couple beers um, not too bad. Uh, we went to Naked Brewing, which had a. We went to the tap room. We didn't go to the actual brewery. Um, so their beer was pretty good. Had a couple different things. Uh, we went to Bitchin' Kitchen, 
no, sorry, not bitchin' kitchen. Bitchin' kitten brewery. So their beers were um pretty decent. Their food was really good. I got the wings. Um, my girlfriend got like the loaded vegan fries. The food was phenomenal. Definitely somewhere I would want to go. Definitely for food. The beer was pretty decent, and then we checked out a great barn brewery. So we went. To, we kind of we uh, went to one of the. We went to the same brewery, like two different locations, to get the code. So we really only went to like four, but I guess in the app, like it accepted it because it was different codes and stuff like that. So that was we cheated. Cheater, cheater! But I got my shirt, bitch, bitch. And then we went to uh, Wildwood, New Jersey. Hung out on the uh, boardwalk. Checked out the beach. Um, so we ended up going to Cape May Brewing um, as well. So Cape May is a pretty big. It's pretty. It's distributed quite a bit in South Jersey. I don't know how far north they go. I assume they have it down there. Um, the brewery's on a little bit of the smaller side than I thought it would be from like a tasting room, but the beers on tap. And this was so most of the beers that I've been able to get um, distributed are just kind of average. I'm not a big fan of them. I'll drink, I drink, I buy other local stuff, but the stuff on tap was actually so much better, so much better. I got a pineapple IPA, which was phenomenal. And then I got this um, boardwalk, boardwalk adult lemonade. Oh, it was so good, man. So fucking good. Like, it, so do you think that the problem is that, and the difference is like, uh, you're just getting, like older product like maybe by the time you see it because not many people are buying it and can or do you think it's an issue with their canning line like maybe they're not putting like the best like uh getting too much air in or something i don't know i'd have to try the beer i'd have to try their standard beers on tap at the place to see if there is something different going on okay so i don't know for sure i like the beer i like the tap exclusives a lot better than their other beers, which... Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, I mean... Like, right now, if I'm going to go get an IBA, IPA, I'm going to go to the next... I'm going to get it from Neck of the Woods. I'm not going to get it from um, Cape May Brewing, so... Because they have an IPA, or they have IPAs, and I think there was a... I had another one of their IPAs, which was pretty good, that I haven't seen or had before. Um, I don't know if it's on tap or if it was an exclusive, but that one was pretty decent, so... Um, so that was kind of it. I'm trying to think if there anything else that we did that I did not cover. Oh, we did the, we went to the USS New Jersey. Um, I talked about that on the previous show and we went to the aquarium. The, the flying fish beer stand at the aquarium was open and I was able to get, um, um, uh, the IPA called some, what's, oh fuck, I forgot what it was called something something fun or something something fun yeah it's like yeah, it's not, it's, it yeah. had like a, a fish pun yes. in the name yeah that ipa is fucking fabulous i love it dude i almost want to get a season pass to the aquarium just to go drink there <laughs> <laughs> they don't have crawlers you can't walk out dude there were so many fucking kids at the aquarium too i get it 
it's summertime kids deserve fun too i think that aquarium should really look at doing a adult night because they close at like five so they could literally just open the do like a three to four hour like night charge a little more adults would pay for it i don't know if you charge more for a ticket because the tickets price is kind of it's a little pricey already like they sell hard on the season pass because like the season pass is like a day and a half in price so basically if you go twice and that's like the the san diego the zoo safari park it's the same thing like if you get the the most expensive pass you get in addition to like it only being like two days or a day and a half of admission yeah you get two fifty percent off vouchers and a free voucher for admission for each pass you get yeah so yeah they do a lot of that stuff because so like but i think they should do like a night thing make sure you have some extra beer on tap dude just let people because like when you buy beer you have to sit on like the patio dude if it's all adults man just fucking let them grab their beer and hang out in the inside oh yeah yeah so or like sell it or sell it in a way like you know you get like if you buy uh if you buy a buy a ticket at regular price and you're only there for three hours you get like one free beer and then you could buy more beer after that i think you would you would make money you make quite a bit yeah. of money because i think a lot that of is people... the nice thing about the honestly that is the nice thing about the safari park is you know you can carry your beer wherever Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's right in its um, it's literally one exit after the bridge. So any kind of, any kind of adult with extra money, that wants to go is gonna would would be would go. They'll just take the bridge over and park and boom, you're good. So I think they're missing right. out on a big, big opportunity with that piece. Who wants? Who doesn't want to hang out and learn cool shit about fish while drinking a beer? Drink. You can learn about fish while drinking like a fish. That should be their tagline. Exactly. Getting all their beer from Flying Fish Brewery. <laughs> exactly. A while ago, some lady like got went on social media and she kind of got torn apart. But it was pretty funny. Like the drama yeah. and comedy that ensued was uh, she basically was talking about how people without kids should not be allowed to travel during the summer because you know that people with kids that have jobs and the kids are in school like they can only go on vacation during summer but people without kids can go whenever they want but basically the gist of her argument wasn't even about things being crowded yeah it was that people with kids don't mind if other kids run around the airplane and make noises yeah it's like oh so basically your kids are little assholes and can't shut the fuck up on a plane and you think that other parents will put up with it when pretty much everyone i know who is a parent would not put up with that shit. Even like most, a lot of the kids I know would even give be giving them like the fucking side eye. Yeah, they're acting like assholes on a plane. <laughs> exactly. Fucking. fucking I'm not. We're not. We're not above duct taping kids to seats like we're crazy little ladies. <laughs> oh. oh man. So, I was flipping around on the Crunchyrolls trying to see like what new season anime to watch, and. There was one that popped up, and it was like season two has started, which I don't know if you've watched into season two. I only should have mentioned that I only watched season one. I, 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 did. I have watched a couple episodes of season two, but okay, I'm not, I started I'm not watching, all the way caught, caught up. Yeah, I only watched season one, and then I started 
getting caught up on Jujutsu Kaisen season two. Yeah, I haven't watched that. I watched it in English, and then once it ran out of English, um, I uh, I got to switch to the uh, the Japanese version. For Jujutsu Kaisen? No, for uh, the one we're about oh. to talk about. So the Duke of Death and his maid. I've seen this around. I I've seen it. Yeah. I've read it, and I was just like, I was like, eh. I mean, it sounds yeah. okay. It's like the I came across it because I saw a couple memes on the Reddit, um, and so I was like, oh, their season two's out, so I'll watch season one to see what's going on. Uh, so you kind of seemed like you weren't too anxious to get into it. What? It, were you proven correct, or did you enjoy it more than you thought? Oh, I, I totally enjoyed it. I fucking binge-watched the shit out of that. <laughs> like, the first episode or two, I thought it was going to be a little too, like, hardcore on some of the anime bullshit. Yeah. With the way the maid was kind of acting towards him, because basically the story is is that he got this kid, like, I don't know how, if he's, like, a young teenager, like, an older teenager or a young or adult. Mm -hmm. The drawing is kind of off, like... He could be like anywhere from like sixteen to like twenty. I think yeah, I think he's around fifteen or sixteen, from my interpretation. Uh, right, but basically, when he was like five, he got cursed by a witch that he'll never find love and everything he touches dies. So, um, like at the beginning, like he's talking about how he wishes he could just give you know the and oh, and so at some point, like he lives with his butler and there's a maid, and you come to find out that she hasn't always been there. And they knew each other when they were children and stuff. But there's a point where he's like, I just want to be able to give you a flower. And he gets it and it dies in his hand and he just drops it. And then later on, like his sister comes around a lot and she's like, why do you have a dead flower and like a little glass thing? And she's like, oh, someone very precious gave it to me. Yeah. But she's kind of teasing him, like getting too close. And like, you know, they always show it from the back, which I think is hilarious. Her lifting, like lifting up her skirt and like, yeah. you know, <laughs> um, but as you're watching, it's like, oh, they're, like, young, and they both have strong feelings for each other. And she's just fucking with him because he gets flustered. But they can't touch each other. Like, they yes. can't hold hands. They can't kiss. They can't – nothing. So it's like, okay, so she's – you know, it's what, like, young couples in love do, I guess. And then – but add the factor of that she's fucking with him because he gets embarrassed. Yes. <laughs> um. It was a little goofy, but not in a bad way. It didn't deter me from wanting to watch it. You know, like the the level of silliness sometimes got a little overboard. Like mm -hmm. when the sister came around, she kind of brought up the goofiness a little bit. But yeah, I think um, they also shut it down with some of the seriousness of the show. So yes. like, um, and I think it shows a lot of conflict between the witch community versus the human community. And there's a lot of different things that I like. I think some of the the two. Uh, the two additional characters that they added on, uh, the two witches, I think help bring up, like, why is there conflict? Like, they're all the same, you know what I mean? Like, it seems right. like it seems like bad witches have ruined witches altogether um, as well. So, and they're, um, and like the, the one, ep I think it's episode eight, um, when they talk about how they first met, and then... Mm -hmm. I think they talk again about how they met later on after they grew up a, quite a bit. Um, yes. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty emotional. Like that was a rough episode to get through. Um, a lot of feels on that one. 
Right. They do a really good job of balancing like the goofy feels. You know, sometimes that's like one of the big complaints that people have about Marvel, where it's like, this is supposed to be like a big, deep, impactful moment. Why the fuck are you telling jokes right now? Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah. they seem to know when when it's jokey, jokey time and when it's, you know, let's have some feels time. Correct. But they do like cleanse your palate. Like they'll do like some heavy feels and then like another character will come in at the end of the feels moment and make a joke or kind of like make it a little more lighthearted to like bring you back out of your funk. Yeah. You know, is it spoiling to t- to give a theory? I mean, I don't it's think so. It's a theory. We'll... It's just my interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think Alice's mom, the maid, is the witch that cursed him. That is my I theory. Mean, right. And that's But I don't know why. Like there seems right. like I don't know there doesn't to me there doesn't seem to be a good reason why that would be. Cause through flashbacks, she's like a great person and stuff. She had a great relationship with his mom and like mm-hmm. when she, you know, died, the mom basically like it wasn't even like when her son got cursed and sent him away. It was when her ta- her head maid died mm-hmm. that she became kind of cold and yeah. uh distant. Yes. I'm either I'm either taking the bait that I think there's either I think it's either a clue to who the witch is or it's bait to throw you off track. It's one of the two. But I for a second I thought they were going to reveal that the chick in all white the head yes which mm-hmm. was the mom. Ooh, that would be yes, that would have been but that the, would have been crazy. That would have been crazy, right? But then they reveal something else, and it's like, oh, that that's almost crazier. I think yes, it it, it is. Um, but I do think Alice's mom is the witch that cursed, but I don't have any reason on why it would be that based off the personality that she showed. So I'm curious to see how far we learn in season two. Um, I think season two, I mean, I, I've only watched two episodes, so it's just, okay. there's um, the last episode I watched definitely just created a bunch of conflict. So I'm curious to see what the main character does to learn about breaking his curse. But it's a great anime. It's definitely worth watching. Right. It's it's pretty lighthearted most of the time, but like we talked about, there are some very serious and precious moments that help balance it out as well. Right, like the brother who wants to be the, the head of the household. Like he basically like he was sent away to find a cure for his curse so that he can take his rightful spot as the heir to the family because he's the oldest. Mm-hmm. And the second bro- the brother his you know younger brother wants the, to be the one that's the head of the family. But it's just funny anytime anyone mentions the number two or second or something, even himself. Yes, he just like freaks out. Most catatonic. Mm. You know, like I said, you sometimes you got to throw a little bit of anime bullshit in your with your anime. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, I was actually like super surprised how much I enjoyed it. Like the Duke of Death and his maid. So I ended up watching a movie that I've seen a popular meme floating around. Mm-hmm. On the Instagram reels, possibly the Tiki Talks, where you know you see uh, a meme of like uh, uh, Nick Cage in a car freaking out, and then they pan over and Pedro Pascal is like laughing, yeah, and driving the car. Yep, and it's from the movie The Massive Weight of Unbearable Talent. 
<laughs> so, like, the movie opens up, and it's like, Nick Cage is, like, basically broke, which it's like, this movie seems to be hitting a little too close to home, because he's broke in real life, like, because he was buying all sorts of crazy bullshit, yeah. spending too much money, yeah. like, on Elvis and Superman collectibles. <laughs> and, um... You know, his agent is played by Neil Patrick Harris, and his daughter and him don't really get along because the daughter thinks he's just selfish and tries to make everything about him. And so he ends up getting an offer to go to attend some dude's birthday party for a million dollars. Yeah. And, like, you know, he, he shows up. He ends up taking it because he got locked out of his apartment because he owes, like, $600,000 in, like, back rent. Jesus. And uh, he shows up, and he doesn't know who he's supposed to meet. He just knows the name. And so he's, like in the boat and there's the guy you know Pedro Pascal's there like driving the boat and he's like goes to like Pedro Pascal starts to talk to him and he, he gets a phone call and says agent he's like do, do we know anything about this guy what does he look like does he want me to does he want me to you know suck his dick am I does he want me to fuck his wife does he want me to does he want to watch me fuck his wife like meanwhile like I said he's there in the boat and so then they get out of the boat and he's like and they show this in the trailer where he's like kind of going over the same he's like hey hey like look man hobby like um what is he like is he and you know am i gonna have to suck his dick and the guy's like no no i am hobby and then he goes like like samurai bow <laughs> <laughs> um and you know they show in the trailer like he's suspected of like the, the fbi is investigating him and they kind of bring nicholas cage in on it yeah um it gets a little like like I said, they you know the the personal life, which I guess is the motivation for him to go to go do the party. Um, it's a it's a pretty good movie. It gets a little sap. Like I said, it gets a little sappy because you know, um, his wife and kids end end up with them, and they think they're being kidnapped <laughs> and stuff. Um, but just the like the interaction between the two of them is just fucking hilarious. Like, you know, I don't know if it like the making of this movie or what, but like watching interviews with Pedro Pascal, man, he seems like he's just living his best life out there. Like, <laughs> you know, you see other people give interviews. Like there's the memes about the disappointed Cillian Murphy where like, he's just doing the same pressure, press release questions for like 12 hours a day. And yeah. then he, has, he basically goes back to the hotel room, sleeps, wakes up, gets on a plane, flies to another city and does the same shit again for another 10 to 12 hours. And yeah. then goes back to his hotel room, goes sleeps, wakes up, gets on a plane. Yeah. You know, does that basically all through Europe at one point. <laughs> You know, so, um, but Patrick Pascal, man, he's like having fun and laughing with the people. So, if you get a chance to watch this movie, I think it's on Prime. Okay. Um, Nicholas Cage is, is like the most Nicholas Cagey. Like, there's a part, there's like, he's kind of talks to himself. Like, it's like the young version of himself from like, it looks like him in his first movie he ever did. Yeah. It's kind of giving him, you know, life advice, but it's shitty life advice because it's from young him. <laughs> um but yeah it takes some you know twists and turns but it's a pretty funny movie and then i watched nope 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 from uh peel from key and peel got you jordan peel i thought um, it was no pe nope now nah, my writing is shit nope <laughs> which you know they have this dude daniel can't remember his last name but he was like in black panther and he was, you know, in um, Get Out. Like, mm -hmm. he seems to be, uh, you know, the his go-to guy. Yeah. Um, Basically, you know, his family runs a, uh, you know, at the beginning of the movie, he's with his dad, and they're training horses, and they do a, uh, a horse training thing for movies. Like, basically, they provide horses for movies and TV shows. 
his dad ends up dying in a freak accident and then a little bit of time passes and um there's just some weird shit going on and there's like a amusement park that's kind of by their ranch and they're basically broke and so he's kind of selling the horses to this western themed amusement park that's owned by uh, a former child actor uh played by steven yun from uh, the walking dead yeah played glenn played the dude that uh played the the, the ball to negan's bat <laughs> um and he's 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 great in this movie. like everyone is good in this movie but i was kind of thinking it's like you know a horror movie with black actors and the name no and it's like what if somebody just made like a little vignette of like all the great horror movies because that's kind of the joke you know why ho- white people die in horror movies is because like white people hear us like being a house alone and like hey what's that sound i'm gonna go investigate <laughs> and like a black person's like nope and then turns around and walks away <laughs> and, and i thought that before i watched the movie and watching the movie there's a couple scenes where shit happens like he's in the stable and there's like something going on and he starts to walk towards it he takes a couple steps and he stops kind of looks and he's like nope and turns around and like goes back to his house <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like god damn it dude that was my idea <laughs> um and that happens a couple of times where shit happens and he's like you know the normal horror movie thing would be to go to investigate or to do like confront something and they're like nope <laughs> um but basically um there's something out there terrorizing his ranch in the um amusement park and stuff um and you kind of and like they kind of have the theme throughout the whole movie of um between like the flashbacks of what happened on the show, TV show that Steven Yeun was on yeah um basically he gets like a chimpanzee as a gift for his birthday <laughs> and like something happens like a balloon pops and stuff and the thing goes crazy and like basically beats kills his like pa- the TV parents yeah um and he's like hiding under the table and then um uh, there's a part where like the, you know the first time that they go to a movie set without his their dad He's like, dude, just whatever you do, don't make don't make eye contact with the horse. Don't like don't make eye contact with the horse. And somebody <laughs> does, and the horse kicks. He's like, fuck, I told you not to. You know? And so, you know, I'm kind of watching this and I'm like, is he is he just a better M Night Shyamalan? <laughs> because, or is he the same? Like, like we're not just looking for the twists yet, kind of a thing. Oh. Like, yeah. you know, because like at some point, like, and then take away the fucking the the tree movie with mark Wahlberg. um but like you know it did get to the point where people were like trying to hyper analyze the movies instead of watching it for m night Shyamalan. it's like okay what's the twist what's the twist what's the twist yeah but you know his movie peels jordan peels movies are like it's there's a twist it's you know and it's Maybe because he's not as subtle about it as like he's not trying to hide it or something. I don't know because it seems to be more uh, out in the open. Because the the eye contact thing definitely plays a huge part, like in the finale of the movie. Gotcha. Um, my only real complaint about the movie is that it was a little bit too long. It was like two hours and fifteen minutes. Damn. <laughs> and there's there's a couple points where it kind of it kind of dragged a little bit, but I guess that's his whether it's his storytelling style or just fit the theme of the movie or something but they probably could have cut 15 to 20 15 to 30 minutes out of the movie but i just don't know exactly where 
but that's also why I don't make movies. I just watch them and have bad takes about them. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> uh. All right, everybody, that's it for today's show. Thanks for sticking around. Make sure you follow us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, Untapped, all those other magical places. Take care, and we'll catch you next time. Later. Later.